0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System Podcast. I'm your host Austin Belsack, and in this episode we are gonna pit the corporate world and the entrepreneurial world against each other because I see this debate happening time and again where folks online are saying, go become an entrepreneur, own your outcomes, live your dreams, do all this stuff, right? The corporate world is soul-sucking and it's not for you and it's abusive and they're taking advantage of you. And then I see people on the other side say, well, that's not for everybody. Working in corporate is totally fine. You can do really, really well and just look at the failure rates in the entrepreneurship world, you know, stop suckering people into this life that could totally blow up everything that they have and yada, yada, yada. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit because I've had experience in both right i spent a number of years in the corporate world that culminated in a director of partnerships role at microsoft i was at microsoft for 5 years and then i've been running cultivated culture for 6 years now and i like to think that i've been fairly successful in both the corporate world and in the entrepreneurial world so i wanted to talk about a way to think about this that might help you make this decision if you're waffling on it and then i wanted to actually share my personal opinion on what i think the best trajectory is so again that's my personal opinion so not necessarily Something prescriptive for you, but maybe something that you can take and iterate off of. So, first and foremost, talking about that framework, both of the camps that I talked about before were wrong. If somebody tells you that one absolute way of life is the best, that is somebody that you should ignore. So, if somebody's telling you that you should quit your job and you should go start a business because you deserve better than to be in this soul sucking corporation. That person is not correct for your situation. Same as the person who says you should never give entrepreneurship a shot. You should never think about that because of X, Y, and Z. You should be grateful to have this job that's giving you benefits and paying you well and blah, blah, blah. That person is wrong as well. The right thing for you to do is to do some self-reflection and do some internal work to understand what truly makes you happy. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. And one of the best exercises for this is actually visualizing your life five, 10 years from now, or maybe a better way to put it without the time constraints, is just visualizing your life as if you've made it. But we want that to be within reason, right? So obviously we could all sit down here and say, well, if I had a billion dollars or if I had a hundred million dollars or 10 million dollars, here's what my life would look like. We wanna be a little bit more realistic than that, not to say that you couldn't get to that place, but what we wanna do is set some realistic bounds so that we can make a better decision for the short term because getting those sums of money is probably gonna take a little bit longer than a couple of years. So no matter what direction you go, that's probably not gonna be your reality in the short term. And if that's your only goal, you're gonna be falling short of it for a very long time and that can lead to you feeling unhappy or that can lead to some demotivation or demoralization or any of these things. So instead, I wanna paint a realistic picture so that we can actually go chase that. So what I want you to do is think, you know just a couple of years down the road, if you are in the ideal setup, what does that look like? And I want you to be specific. So first and foremost, I want you to think about where you're living. I want you to think about who you're surrounded by, what types of people, and if you could come up with some real examples, that'd be awesome. So for example, for me, when I was thinking about starting my business, I looked at a couple of other entrepreneurs who were a little bit further down the road, and I said, I would love to have regular conversations with these people. I'd love to be in their inner circle, right? Or maybe you come up with a persona for the type of friend that you wanna have. And this doesn't mean that you get rid of your current friends or the people that you care about now, but it just means adding more people to the pool, right? The next thing I want you to think about is the type of work that you're doing. So it doesn't have to be so specific as, you know, I am going to be coding in Python for a fintech startup working in San Francisco. If you want to get that specific, you absolutely can, but generally, we can talk about the the type of work that we want to be doing on a high level. So I'm going to be running a business that does X or I'm going to be a software engineer that works at these types of companies. Or I'm going to focus on being in sales. I'm going to be a salesperson and I'm going to sell these types of products. So just generally. And then I want you to think about what you'd actually be doing on a deeper level, right? So what type of impact do you wanna have? What do you care about? Thinking about everything that the job comes with, right? A job comes with salary, a job comes with a manager, a job comes with a team, a job comes with culture, a job comes with a location, a job comes with learning opportunities, all of these things. I want you to actually prioritize those so you know what they look like. And then another helpful thing to do is to actually map out what your day looks like. So when you wake up in the morning, how do you spend the first couple hours of the day? What's the first thing you do? And then the second, right? And what do you get done before 9 a.m.? And then at 9 a.m. or whenever you want to start working, what type of work are you doing? Are you sitting in meetings with people, brainstorming? Are you making calls and closing deals? Are you writing code? Are you posting on LinkedIn and, and you know, focusing on, on building your social presence? Are you writing blog posts? Like what are the things that you're doing throughout the day? And how much work are you doing? And how is that structured? So are you working a nine to five with lunch in the middle? Or are you starting a bit later? Or do you do most of your work at night because that's what makes sense for you? And where are you doing this work? Is it in a city that you dream of being in? Is it in a house? Is it in an apartment? Is it in a co working space? Are you in a van driving around your country, the US wherever it is? Are you working from a beachside shack in, you know, Southeast Asia that somehow has Wi-Fi or whatever it is. These are all things that we want to think about as well. What I'm trying to get you to do here is visualize the setup that is going to be best for you because what we can do then is back into the situation that makes the most sense. For that specific scenario that you have built out, right? So for me, you know, my goal was always to be working from anywhere. I always wanted to work from home. And the big thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to build an audience, I wanted to build a community, and I wanted to share something with them that would be impactful for them, but also allow me to live my dream of being an entrepreneur. So all of these things factored into my decision, but that could be very different for you, right? Maybe you have a situation where health insurance is an absolute. Absolute must, Or maybe you have a situation where you feel that stepping into a role where you have 100% ownership of this entire new company or venture is just too much anxiety and you operate much better as a number two, right? As somebody's, you know, right hand man or woman or as somebody who is critical to the business and has complementary skills to the person who's running the business, right? Entrepreneurship isn't for everybody in the sense that it's really hard to get things off the ground. And so you might be much better when there's already a structure and a system in place that you can step into and you can step into that at a high level, right? So all these things are things that I want you to think about and write down. And then what you can do is you can go explore these different paths. So that's why one of the reasons that I love side hustles. It gives you a taste of entrepreneurship without actually having to completely jump ship. And then at the same time, something that I want you to do is get out there and find people who seem to be absolutely crushing it in the corporate world and have a really good setup, and I want you to talk to them and get the behind the scenes, the more information that you can get both from other people who are already living it and from actually doing it yourself, the better equipped you're going to be to be able to make this decision. And then at the end of the day, the decision is going to be yours to make. And the last thing I'll say in this specific situation is that timing is huge. So maybe now is the right time to start a business for you, but maybe it's not. Maybe you feel like you need a couple of other things in place. Maybe you need a bigger nest egg or maybe you need more experience or maybe you wanna climb the ladder and work on this one project or maybe you wanna get to this company and therefore the corporate world makes more sense right now. Or maybe you're simply just not ready to start your own thing. You know There are pieces missing, it's too far out of your comfort zone, whatever it is. Maybe that's something for down the road. But this isn't a black and white picture where you have to choose one for the rest of your life. You can be a corporate employee now who becomes an entrepreneur later or vice versa You could even be somebody who cycles through both. I know so many folks who started in corporate, went to the entrepreneurial world, went back to corporate, then became an entrepreneur again, then went back to corporate and so on and so forth. So there's no playbook that's set in stone here. This is really your path to take. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to set the short-term view on that visualization exercise as well, because it's so hard to know what we're gonna be doing five, 10, 15 years from now. Instead, if we focus on what we're gonna be doing a couple of years from now, we have a much better chance of actually turning that into a reality because we know who we are now, but we evolve so much from year to year and we evolve a ton over a five-year span. So it's just so hard to know what we're gonna want and what we're gonna be good at and what's gonna drive us and fuel us in five years, in 10 years, et cetera. So that's the thing I want you to think about most is what's gonna make you happy. Really do the work on dialing into that, getting clarity on that, and then build your career around that happiness, around that life that's gonna check all those boxes that you created when you did this visualization. So now I wanna talk about my personal opinion around the best path to success. So again, I'll preface this by saying that this is just my personal opinion and this is what I felt worked best for me and also creates the best situation long-term. So you can take this and you can iterate off of it, you can totally disagree with it, that's also very, very fine, or you can agree with it. It does not matter to me, this is just my personal opinion. So personally, I believe that the best path to success is starting out in the corporate world and then shifting into entrepreneurship later. So the reason for that is because when we start our careers, we have so, so, so much to learn. We have experience to build both within hard skills, within soft skills, interacting with people, learning how the corporate world works and just getting exposure to businesses and business models. It's really, really hard to fully understand what's out there and what you can do when you're first starting your career. Whereas if you wait and you get some of that experience and you log those hours, you're going to get exposed to so much stuff that's out there. So I think one of the best things that you can do very early on in your career is explore as much as possible. So that means getting into as many different types of jobs as possible, whether it's full-time jobs, whether it's contract jobs or gigs that you do on the side, whether it's starting your own side hustles, whether it's doing all of the above. That's something that I did early on in my career. I had a full-time job nine to five. Then I did some freelancing outside of that. And I was also working on some side projects on top of both of those things. And what that allowed me to do was gain a ton of exposure. I took a coding class. So I learned about coding. I also had a music blog. So I learned about building my own website using WordPress. I was doing freelancing. So I was actually getting out there and selling. And then I was delivering on what I had sold. And then I was doing everything in my nine to five, right? So I was building all of these different skills at the same time. And it was a lot of work. It was very time consuming. I invested a lot of energy, but it was also a very short stint. I did that for two to three years before I eventually figured out exactly what I wanted to do. And then once I figured that out, I could dial into that. And so for me, that was getting this job at a Microsoft or a Google or a top tier tech company, because I knew that if I did that, everything would open up to me. One, I would be able to increase my earnings substantially. Two, I would surround myself with some amazing people who would change my life, whether it was becoming a co-founder or just teaching me new things, new ways, finding mentors, all of these things. And then I would also have that branding, right? And everything that comes with it. Microsoft offered so many opportunities to me for personal development, for continuing education, for growth, it challenged me. It was such an amazing role. And without that, I'm not sure that I would have been successful in my entrepreneurial ventures for so many reasons. But once I had started working there, once I had my feet under me, once I had these lessons learned both from Microsoft and the years preceding that, I felt like I was in a really good place to try to start something. And the piece that is integral here to this path that I talked about is the side hustle. So I'll amend what I said earlier a bit to say that I think the ideal path is starting in corporate, then building something on the side of your full time job, and then turning it into your full time job. Because the side hustle allows you to test these ideas, risk free, and it also allows you to make long term investments. And that's so critical today, especially if you want to build a larger company, because there's so much competition in the market, if you want to win, you need to be able to make longer term investments versus just looking at where your next dollar is coming from. If you're only doing that, you limit your thinking, you limit your focus, you limit the things that you invest in, and you're constantly playing the month to month game instead of the three to five year game. And the three to five year game is really where you win. And when you do this on the side of your full time job, you are not worried about your paycheck, you can also invest some of your paycheck, if that makes sense, you can hire other people to help you. So while you're working nine to five, these other people are working on your business, there is so much that you can do here. And it maximizes the upside and minimizes the risk. And then once your business gets to a good place, this doesn't necessarily mean that it has to blow up and replace your salary or any of these other things. You can create the criteria that make the most sense for you. And then once your business reaches those criteria, you can almost view that as validation, right? So you can say, hey, if my business makes it to this amount of money or this amount of users or this amount of partnerships or this amount of views or whatever it is, then I'll feel good leaving my job. And so that's a very objective criteria to say, hey, I haven't hit those numbers yet, so I can't leave my job yet. Or, hey, I've hit those numbers, so maybe I could think about leaving if I want to do that. And by no means do you have to do that. I also know a lot of people who work full-time jobs who also have side hustles, and that's their plan for good. They love the stability of a full-time job. They love working with people. They love having having the backing of these companies. And then they also love focusing on their passions and building these projects on the side. And that's totally cool as well. But for me personally, the freedom and flexibility that entrepreneurship offers you was something that I wasn't willing to give up in favor of the stability of staying at a company. So for me, making the jump to being an entrepreneur and taking on everything that comes with that, the risks, the anxiety, the ups and downs, but also the massive upside. That was what worked for me. So again, this is just my personal opinion. But I do think that you can set yourself up for a very, very awesome life. If you start in corporate, you get all of that experience, especially if those roles really focus on the areas that you wanna build in, in terms of being an entrepreneur, then you start testing some of your business ideas on the side as side hustles. And then once they grow to a certain point, you take them full-time and you become a full-time entrepreneur. So. I don't know if this was valuable, but I hope it was helpful to hear me talk through at least my philosophy behind this. And the big takeaway for all of you should be that you should do something that makes you happy, no matter what that is. And don't let anybody else, whether it's an influencer or somebody who's stuck in their corporate job and doesn't like it or anybody in between, don't let them tell you what should make you happy. Don't let them define success for you. You are the only person who gets to define that. So thank you as always for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.